into the game. Missouri Valley Conference basketball's on tap tonight. Drake is home for Southern Illinois, while Northern Iowa entertains Missouri State. Chiefs coach Andy Reid says guard Joe Tooney is a long shot to play in the Super Bowl on Sunday. DraftKings line has KC a two-point underdog against the 49ers. The Cowboys reportedly interviewed former Jets and Bills coach Rex Ryan for their defensive coordinator job. Ron Rivera and Mike Zimmer also met with Dallas. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow smoked wings and world famous baby back ribs. This is Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Kong in hour number two. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you until 1 o'clock. Ten minutes away, Bill Seals will join us. More on Iowa State's big win in Austin last night over those Longhorns. Uh, David Kaplan will join us. He's at Cameron Indoor Arena tonight as a fan taking in uh, the Dukies and the Fighting Irish. We'll talk to Cappy uh, coming up at 12.30. Trent's plays of, excuse me, the day Circus Sports sponsor those. Let's talk to Adam Emmenecker. G-Migs makes this possible. Do you know you can order all of the great food online and get it to go? Delicious wraps, specialty Sandwiches, appetizers, kids' meal, and more. Visit gmigs.com. gmigs.com. Let them do the cooking tonight. Adam Emmenecker joins us. Adam Trenton, Ken, thank you for coming on. Adam, uh, good to speak with you. Do you have the game tonight for ESPN Plus? Yes, I do have the game. I'll be uh, back in the Nap Center. I think a few more here uh, coming up. But, uh, you know, a tough stretch for Drake. The loss at yeah. Indiana State. SIU, who's seven and six in the league, and then coming up at a matchup at Bradley this weekend. You know the game Saturday was so entertaining. I know it was a, it finished as an, an uh, eight point differential. It didn't feel like it was that many yeah. to me. This was nip and tuck the whole way. Uh, so many takeaways. A Ferguson just wanted him to you know work on your free throws, would you please? But Connor Enright so tough. I mean, he got punched in the nose two or three times in that game and kept coming back for more at him. I love that kid. Yeah, almost looked like a prize fighter, right? More than he was a basketball player. Has uh, the tissue in his nose yep. as he's running up and down the floor. And, you know, I, I think that is that is what you're looking for, what Connor Enbright brings the team. Is he is he the best scorer at the point guard position? No, but he's capable. Is he the best playmaker at the point guard position? No, but he's capable. And so he's good at a lot of different things, and he's pretty stinking good on defense. But his edge... His competitive advantage is just that overall toughness and competitiveness, and I love the grit he brings to the floor for this group. If this team is going to completely, I don't know, break open, right? We know Tucker's got to do his thing, Brody in the middle. We talk about kind of that toughness of Enright. Who else? What do you look at Overton and Wright and Garland and kind of the rest of the crew? Who's the guy that you still think can maybe take their game to another level and push this team, Drake, into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, you know, I, I think first and foremost, it'll help to get Kobe Garland back healthy, yeah, right? Yeah. Not only for mm-hmm. some of the just the ball pressure he brings on the defensive end, but he does, like we talked about playmaking. Outside of Tucker DeVries, Colby Garland is probably the best facilitator at getting in the lane and setting other guys up. Just sees the floor well, even though he's only a freshman. So having him back in the lineup helps. But, you know, Trent, I, th- I think you called out the two guys that, uh, if, if you're thinking about the coaching staff, who do you want to see more consistency out of an offensive creation, whether that's for themselves or others? It's Atten Wright and Kevin Overton. And get to those guys' credit, what both of them are doing a good job of, they're both still playing stinking hard. They're both still 
grinding it out on the defensive side. I think Overton had five rebounds in the last game. At Wright had seven rebounds in the last game. But I think in the half court, especially as you get into some of these Valley games, taking some of the offensive load off of Tucker DeVries with those two being a little bit more aggressive. And when I say being aggressive, I don't just mean hunting shots. Getting the ball downhill, getting in the lane, finding opportunities to play make, or even just get some dribble penetration to get the defense into a rotation, I think could make a heck of a difference. That is one thing I think that takes this group to the next level. Because to that point, Trent, when you watch Indiana State, man, their ball movement is awesome. They get great shots every time. And part of it is having multiple guys that are willing to bear the brunt, get into the lane, and create for others. Uh, no, no doubt about it. that. That's a very talented team. So, Adam, what um, I guess, what do we expect from Tucker DeVries? I mean, his shoulders banged up. He, he was limping off the floor. I was kind of surprised he got back into the game, and they obviously Drake needed him. But this is a guy that's really injury starting to take a toll for Tucker. Fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you just look at the uh, continuous. The guy's just kind of always getting banged up because he's been an absolute iron man, both in terms of minutes, but also in terms of usage and responsibility. Tucker has been the guy, whether it's scoring or whether it's creating and facilitating or drawing the defense, he's been the guy that's creating a lot of this offense and has a lot of that sitting on his shoulders. So to your point, Ken, what you worry about is how does that degrade potentially over time as you just get the the bumps, the bruises, and all that stuff. And, and Tucker DeVries has had his fair share. So, you know, I, I think that more than any one possession, more than any one game, when you're thinking as a coach about playing the long game, no doubt that is on the mind of Coach Darren DeVries as well, as we were talking about Atten Wright and Kevin Overton, continuing to get those guys going to get their responsibility level, their usage rate up a little, just to give Tucker an opportunity to relax some. But, you know, candidly, you look at this team's record and you look like you look at where they are overall and sitting at 18 and 5 and 9 and 3 in the league. Well, a big part of that is cuz Tucker DeVries has been pretty stinking good all year round. I'll see. And uh and that's why they're in the position they're in, but as a coach you're always looking to how to create that little more edge and I do worry over the last month can Tucker continue to hold up mm-hmm. this pace cuz it's it's been pretty impressive. We know Indiana State's excellent. Drake's very good. Bradley has figured it out, as we talked about a week ago. And another team that seems to be figuring it out is Missouri State. They handed Drake a loss, and that kind of catapulted them. Now four consecutive wins out of the Bears. Dana Ford, he's always got talent down there in Springfield. Uh, how maybe concerning is it? you got another team now that's kind of inching their way up the ladder and certainly another difficult team that you throw into the path when you get down to Arch Madness. Yeah, I mean, so you look at that roster trend, and Austin Mason is averaging 18 a game. He transferred from Oklahoma. Donovan Clay is probably the most versatile offensive and defensive player in the league with his ability at six foot eight to guard all five positions, but also to be a primary facilitator on offense. You have Chance Moore, who can go for 30 on any given night, who transferred from Arkansas, and then you got a couple bigs. And, oh, by the way, you also have a couple of, of just glue guys and, and guys like Matt Lee who are uh, guys that can average four assists a game, right? So when you look at all the component parts of Missouri State, their roster matches up with every other team's roster for a number of different reasons that hasn't led to the consistency you expect. But when you get into a tournament circumstance like Arch Madness, well, right now Missouri State's won four in a row. And who did they beat? They beat Drake. 
they won at SIU and they beat Belmont, who are three Jeez. of the teams right yeah. toward the top of the standings. So they can beat anybody, but you know, we've also seen that they can lose to Illinois State, right? And so I, I think Missouri State is not a team that you want to see in Arch Madness because of that capability, and they do have some of that experienced leadership and a guy like Austin Mason that can just go for 30, and we saw that against Drake. Matt Lee uh, mentioned him. He was on that St. Peter's team that went to the Elite Eight a couple of years ago. a fact? Talk about experience there, along with some Power 5 transfers. Uh, another scary helps, team huh? in the MVC. Yeah, no no doubt about it. You know, uh, Swope gets a lot of the um, uh, a lot of the headlines, I guess, for Indiana State. I just love this Avalog kid, watching him play. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, and somebody tweeted or tweeted this after the game that the, the country's going to fall in love with him at March Madness, mm-hmm. assuming that they, uh, if they get there. But where I want to go with March Madness with you, Adam, as we uh, wrap things up with it, did you hear Joe Lenardi during the broadcast um, essentially making the case Indiana State's got a path to maybe an at large, but boy, oh boy, would sure. It's it's sure going to be a tough hill to climb for like for Drake to do anything to find their way into the tournament without cutting down the nets in St. Louis. You hated to hear that, but boy, it's almost I hate to say realistic at this point. Do you feel that way? Well, what's funny, Ken, is uh, I started smiling as soon as you mentioned that because I had multiple people. I was driving back from the Bradley at Illinois State game, so okay. I was driving back from Bloomington Normal and had the game on, and I was watching on ESPN Plus. So Lenardi, I didn't hear what he said; he just wasn't on the mic. And I had somebody re- or a couple people reach out to me and say, "Hey, you need to hear this." <laughs> and so I went, I went back and listened. And I, I couldn't help but just shake my head. And, and what I mean by that, I think your interpretation, Ken, is actually 100% accurate. I think where Indiana State sits right now at 22 in the net, they are in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. They are in unless they play themselves out, right. right? So if they lose three of their next four, now we're having a different conversation. That's a different team. Indiana State right now is in, and I would say probably in that 8-9 game, maybe even upwards of 7 when you look at them starting to crack the top 25, I think they're maybe 27th or 28th, and 22 in the net. Their efficiency numbers are great. Now, the other side of that, when you think about Drake, and, and we talked about their record a second ago, sitting at 18-5 and five overall, I think the challenge with Drake is with those five losses, what they don't have is that one yep. standout win. And so when you don't, when you have a number of losses and you don't have the standout win, it makes it much harder, much more difficult to have that argument. So Drake right now is sitting at 55 in the net. Bradley's sitting at 56. Well, who plays each other two times yeah. next month? Yeah, we're, it's good. We're going to get to see Drake and Bradley, right? So that'll be a good test. But I think the challenge for Drake, if you're looking realistically, Losing two of their last four, it looks like they probably have to win the MVC tournament to get a shot at the NCAAs. Bradley probably in the same boat after they lost five in a row earlier this year. Mm-hmm. But I think Indiana State is much more securely in than Joe Lenardi let on. I'm with you. Adam Emenecker will hear you tonight on ESPN Plus Southern Illinois and Drake at the Knapp Center, 7 o'clock tip-off. If uh, you don't have any plans tonight, it would be a good basketball game down on Forest Avenue. Adam, we'll talk to you in seven days. Thank you, Adam Emenecker. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thanks, Trent. Good, good to talk to you. So we catch up with our buddy Adam Emenecker. G-Migs, uh, G-Migs, Fifth Street Pub, Cater. Let them cater your birthday party or holiday party when it rolls around, corporate events, wedding festivals, much more.
Delicious food. Everyone will be talking about it. Gmigs.com for more information. Gmigs.com for more information. From the Bill Dogs to the Cyclones. Bill Seal covers them uh, for CycloneReport.com. Bill Trenton, Ken, what a big win last night. Taman Lipsy down the stretch. Boy, when he's playing like he did, uh, just uh, uh, on that mission that he was, I guess he got the talking to for this coaches. Mentioned that after the game. Um, and it, it kind of, you know, didn't stand out in a positive way in the first 20 minutes boys sure did in the second half bill uh and they needed it yeah yeah he really did he he kind of saved his best for last in that game iowa state gets out to that big lead and it was able to uh hold up but uh you know that uh, sophomore point guard taman lipsy continues to make some big plays that three-pointer uh contested look too i mean that was nothing easy about that shot that he was that was that to make it 60 to 49 i want to say because i wrote it down in my notes that felt big at the time well it i think this was even later was Was that later one yeah okay yeah yep it was a little later and then and then he follows up with that assist to trey king you know texas doesn't switch on that uh that pick and roll they had hunter and Uh, the, uh, the big that uh, kind of collapsed on to Taman and then King, he didn't miss that dunk. I, he missed one right before that, but that that dunk right there from the assist on with Lipsy that kind of sealed the deal for Iowa State uh, in that one. And then Curtis Jones, of course, it's huge. Complete. Yeah, it yeah, was no doubt. You know, Bill, the, this team. The excitement level continues to build. Uh, Kansas City will be a madhouse again. You anticipate <laughs> with the buildup and what we've seen out of this program. It just it feels so much different than the last couple of years because they were so limited offensively. The ceiling is as high as it's ever been in three years of Otzelberger, and they compete you in a myriad of different ways. Ellipsy hitting shots from the outside. We've seen other guys, the ability to win games on the inside. Manchilovic, he's just a matchup nightmare. It's really exciting, though, to watch this brand of basketball, still with great defense, but actually having an offense that is sustainable game in and game out. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. This this team is so much more balanced than than what it what it has been in TJ's first couple seasons. They're a little obviously a, a lot better offensively, but still, you know, defensively they are a juggernaut. I would think uh, last time I looked on Ken Pomeroy, number four in defensive efficiency nationally. So. Uh, definitely still bringing it on that end. And, and you, you know, you talk about how this team is different. And I think uh, Milan Mumchilovic is obviously a mm-hmm. big part of that. How about Keyshawn Gilbert from UNLV? You know, he totally takes uh, Tyrese Hunter out of last night's game. Did a great job. You know, he, he's still bringing, he's still uh, averaging, I think, 14 and a half points a game. But, you know, when you've got a guy like that, you, you're not wearing necessarily wearing Taman Lipsy out with what he does defensively, you can put Keyshawn Gilbert on a guy like Hunter and he just totally takes him out of the game. So, you know, those two are, are certainly big additions. And then Curtis Jones, he's on a I believe a five game streak now of scoring in double figures. So a lot more versatile this team is, especially on the perimeter this season. Seems like Montchilovich got a, a future uh, in uh, an NBA future. As you look at this kid with the size and with the skill set that he's going to bring to the league. I'm not saying it's this year, but do, when you look at him, do you think that this is the next Cyclone uh, uh, that will show up on an NBA roster? Well, you never know. Uh, I, I really like what I've seen out of Keyshawn Gilbert too, and, and you know he came in after spending a couple seasons at UNLV and certainly playing at the level he has at Iowa State. I think he's going to put himself maybe in in uh, position to get a look there. But yeah, Milan, uh, I think uh, we, 
that they like what they've seen in him this season, spotting up shooting and backing his guy in, you know, the old uh, Larry Bird fadeaway jumper from, what, 10 to 15 feet. He's got that down. I think maybe this offseason a little more work on maybe creating his shot a little bit more, facilitating some offense through him might be the next step, and certainly defensively. And TJ's also talked about him rebounding the ball a lot better, too, with given his size and kind of where he's at on the floor, crashing the boards a little bit more. So I think those are the next steps, but certainly – yeah, Milan uh, in another year or two could very well be that next cyclone to get drafted. Back home for TCU, just an odd game. The first two team times these uh, two teams got together in Fort Worth, what was it? 19 turnovers in the first half, 28 in the game for TCU, and they came roaring back, but ultimately Iowa State survived that one. Uh, what is the concern? What do you look at the matchup with TCU and anticipate? Even if you play great defense again, they're probably not going to turn it over 28 times. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I, I think... Uh, it's always with TCU, with that you know, Jamie Dixon as head coach, you know that's going to be a battle with them coming into Hilton. But gosh, this Iowa State team right now uh, really seems to be on a mission, and I, I, I like their chances to come home here. The, obviously, the, the trip to Texas, a difficult one. They stayed down there. They didn't travel back. Maybe that made it a little bit yep. better. But uh, coming home to host TCU, the, the crowd is going to be – bananas again and and you that the students are are obviously back they have been for a few weeks now so i think it's going to be a great environment and i would expect to to see this team come in and take care of business again at home um are you willing to is houston in your mind the best team in the in the big 12 yeah i think so where's iowa state i i, I well i tell you iowa state's out, out of all those top teams yeah, I think top four, top five. Well, there's a whole group of teams now. Baylor and like, Kansas and TCU yeah. and yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and four lost teams. And, and it's kind of interesting to look and see that the Big 12 schedule that those teams have faced so far, Iowa State's faced the toughest. Yeah. The toughest strength of schedule in the Big 12 so far for Iowa State. And you got to figure, that, I mean, that's going to kind of even out and, and maybe balance out a little bit here down the stretch. and. Some of those other teams are, are facing a pretty tough schedule. Uh, I think Houston and Kansas still uh, meeting again, and there's upsets every night. So certainly Iowa State continues to take care of business at home. They've got that lengthy uh, Hilton Coliseum winning streak right now and, and continue to get a few on the road. They're going to be in great position to, I think, at least at least tie Houston yeah. for the conference title or maybe even edge them out by a game or so. Wouldn't that be bananas? When do they rematch? Is that next weekend or a couple of weeks? A couple of weeks, I think. It, man, if they can find a way to win that game, oh, I'm not going to be easy. It's going to be a dog in the game. <laughs> February 19th. Those are two defense teams that want to play defense and get after you. February 19th? Big Monday. Wow. Oh, that was- my <laughs> And Sampson too, wasn't it? A twenty-point lead. Yeah. How about that? So, Watkins is far down. Now he's right. I mean, it was a terrible push in the back. But I, I don't right. think I've seen a coach do that. I don't know when the last time right. they did. Right? He's, Jeez, right. that was odd. They did not play well uh, for their standards either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that Houston team though, they they play with that same edge. Yes. That, that goes about it. You can you could see that when they came to Hilton. I think Iowa State caught them at the right time. Uh, it was, I believe, Houston's first road game in a new conference that caught them at the right time. But, geez, the, you know, the Cougars' number one, I believe, defensive efficiency rating, and, and they play with that edge. And it's going to be a tough one, as you said, uh, as you said, 
Trent coming up for Iowa State on the 19th of February on the road. CycloneReport.com. Bill, what do you got coming up as we uh, bid you adieu? Well, I, 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 we've covered basketball ad nauseum here, and usually we've got some football news out there as well. It's kind of a quiet uh, you, you you never would know that, that today is the February signing day. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It used to be four yes. seven news. Yeah, on top with that, and and Iowa State, all their guys already on board. A yeah. lot of them enrolled in January. I did put up. Uh, you know, we've seen some other teams out there certainly have added a few guys for the 24 class here today. Those have been announced. But I just published here over the last uh, half hour or so kind of a refreshing, a refresher course there for Cyclone fans to check out who they all added uh, from the high school and <laughs> the uh, transfer portal ranks. So good stuff there, a good lunchtime reading. And then obviously we'll ramp back up for basketball on Saturday against TCU. CycloneReport.com. Bill Seals, thank you. Talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Guys, have a good one. Yep, good to talk to you, Bill Seals. I, I, I totally, but it just show, goes to show yeah. you, this is meaningless. There's, I think of the, like, uh, I remember 24-7, whoever's yeah. top 300. Yeah. There's like a half dozen players. Isn't that something? Uh, we'll take a timeout. Uh, we'll head to Cameron. To um, well, That's where Cappy is. We'll catch up with the Cap Man next. Uh, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Before we do that, however, Cameron Indoor Arena, Notre Dame, Duke. Cap, I'm trying to figure out how this came together. I've uh, put on my uh, detective uh, hat. Uh, Jordan Cornett, your buddy's a Notre Dame grad. Notre Dame plays Duke. Is that how you're there? He has zero to do with it. All right. Uh, so what's behind so, it, Cap? Just a bucket list? A, a bucket list. B, one of my dear friends is the commissioner of the ACC, Jim Phillips. Ah, okay. That's good and to know. He said, once you come to a game. And so we were out to dinner, a group of us, and we called him. And he said, pick a date. And so we picked this game because Scott Paddock, who used to be the head of Chicago Land Speedway, he played at Notre Dame. And so we said, let's pick the Notre Dame game. So there's six of us on this trip. And we are literally walking into, as I'm speaking to you, hopefully they don't make me hang my phone up and I keep talking to you, Yeah, literally walking into the Duke locker room right now. We That's just awesome. walked off the court. It is, we were at the Dean Smith Center this morning. We're at Cameron now, and I will tell you, they're both incredibly cool and rich with history. Mm-hmm. Duke's Cameron Indoor Stadium is insanely cool, yeah. cooler than North Carolina. I just love to, you know, who sat in some of those stalls, right, that you're looking at as you're going through the locker room. Uh, you know, yeah. just some of the greats that have played the game. My gosh. It, it's incredible. We're going to see the game tonight, but uh, a good friend of Scott's is the associate AD at Duke, and so he's taking us on a tour right now. Nice. So it's unbelievable. We're actually walking into now the locker room part. I don't know if they're going to kick me off my phone or not, but if they don't, I'll keep talking to you. But it is ridiculous. Hey, give us a take. Uh, I know you watch a ton of college basketball, former college basketball coach. And we see this year, feels like a top tier with UConn, Houston, and Purdue. But then there's a huge group of teams. I mean, I said the other day, teams four through 44, you can almost throw in a hat, and they're all about the same. And college basketball and almost this even scale that we see and what is happening inside this sport What's your takeaway? Just as a whole, college basketball, you're not covering it the same way, but I know you watch a ton when you think of college basketball in today's environment. There's just 
you know, we've 13 scholarships and just so much is so different than when I coached. And so, you know, guys getting NIL and if a school makes a commitment, they can get their share of players. So you see more parity than ever before. And then you walk into a place like this and see the facilities or Carolina this morning. It's, you can tell why DePaul struggles. They never make a commitment like this. Other schools, really cool. Iowa, cool. Michigan, whatever it is, cool. But it's, it's at a different level. Cap, a uh, couple more minutes. We'll let you get back to, to to your tour. I believe it was on your radio station, ESPN 1000, maybe Waddle and Sylvie. Schefter was on. He's convinced that uh, Caleb Williams is going to be the guy. Thought maybe there was a two out there, potentially a one, depending on if some team absolutely has to have Justin Fields uh, in exchange once once he hits the road. But it seems like it's Caleb Williams, Cap. Is that was your takeaway? I'm not sure if you heard it or not. I heard it, and I still believe they're taking Caleb Williams, and I still believe they're trading Justin Fields, unless something in the background check pops up that they don't feel he's the right guy. But talent-wise, I don't see a scenario where they're not drafting that kid. I don't. Bulls a nice win last night. They win in overtime against my Timberwolves, but with Zach Levine being out for the season, trade deadline right around the corner, What's the equation? What's the plan here for the front office in a year where, and maybe you sneak into the play-in tournament, that's it. Is rebuild something that needs to be happening, even as this team's playing better? It should. It should. They should absolutely rebuild. I just don't think they have the guts to do it. Mm-hmm. I think they're the settlers for a reason. They'll be <laughs> mediocre. That's what they're about. Who are you betting on Sunday? We'll let you go. Um, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I'm taking the Chiefs. Good stuff. Enjoy the tour, Cap. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll catch up next you week, too. okay? See you, buddy. Yep. All right. Have Bye-bye. fun. David Kaplan, uh, literally from Cameron Indoor Arena. Pretty cool that he gets to uh, uh, take that in and scratch that off his bucket list. We know at this point in your life, it is very difficult for my friend Ken Miller to actually go and do things. Sure. That would be one. Cameron. Cameron and Lambo are the two. Lambo for sure. So stadiums. Yes. But you won't do that. No. <laughs> well, maybe, nah, probably not. You're not going during football season to a game nope. in Green Bay. You're just nope. not. I, I know you too well. I know. It's not happening. Probably not. Is there one thing we can get you to do in the next five years before I finally let you retire? Okay, so at 70, you've got me till 70. <laughs> it's uh-huh. my plan, at least. Okay. It might be different than yours. And my wife's. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is there any way we can get to an SEC game? I, Bama Bob's been trying to get I know. in it for forever. Yes. Where, which, where would you want to go? It's got to be LSU for me and a night At game. night? Yes. I've been to Alabama. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been around a little bit. I've been to, well, Newbies, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Been to a game there. It's got to be LSU at night. Yeah, that'd be special. Now, the price, if it's LSU, Alabama, yeah. but fight a good night game. Maybe mm-hmm. they're hosting South Carolina. Something mm-hmm. that we can get in and we're not... Taking Arm and taking our, our 401 k right. All right, well, sorry, kids. Yeah. College is going to be a little different for you. Right. Enjoy community college. No, going down that route, I think it's LSU for – I mean, if we can find a weekend where maybe Iowa or Iowa State's on a bye. Wouldn't that be nice? We know in advance maybe it's homecoming for the other and it's going to be an 11 a.m. kick. Mm-hmm. We can find a nice sports bar. Mm-hmm. I can actually have you have a drink before 8.30. <laughs> That's also pulling teeth as I've tried to yep. do that in Vegas a few times. Yep. We can do that. We can watch all the games. Yeah. You're not going to miss anything. You'll and be I able get to see. to a game at LSU. And, and you get to pull that off. I uh, See, I wanted to get to Neyland Stadium and, and be part of the regatta. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. 
I got to the Grove at Old Miss. I'd love to go to a game at Old Miss. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. I fell in love with that little town, Oxford, Mississippi. I really liked it. The, the town square was it's like going back in time. But this but is LSU. A this is a one. Yeah, chance. I know. This is because this is the only time you would do it once. Mm-hmm. I know you. Mm-hmm. One time. Bucket list. Work one on thing it with left. Bama. Let's try and pull this off. All right. Let's try and pull it off. I, this year? Next year? Yeah, wait till I'm closer to, to, to okay. 70. <laughs> okay. Push, push this thing back as far as possible. Yeah. That uh, would be fun. I'd love to go to an SEC game, Trent. Mm-hmm. It would be a blast. It it's would amazing. Be an absolute it's so blast. different. Yeah. The environment. Mm-hmm. I've been to all the Big Ten except for the newbies. Mm-hmm. I've been to half the Big 12. I've been to a couple SEC it's just different. Yeah. They say it's different. It is. And it really is. Now, I've been to Baton Rouge. We stayed in Baton Rouge for Super Bowl Thirty One when the game was in New Orleans because we couldn't afford a hotel in New Orleans and stayed in Baton Rouge. And I was glad we did. I thought it was pretty cool. I want to also kind of selfishly get to LSU and maybe be able to spend a day there and talk to some people. So About what do you want to say? Well, see? my great uncle was the wrestling coach at LSU. Oh, yeah? For a number of years and had a lot of success, had... Uh, SEC championships back in the late 70s and the early 80s before all the SEC disbanded wrestling and it went away. But I'd like to get more information. You know, he's passed. My grandpa passed when I was little, his brother, and would just so like go to, on a Friday? Yeah, yeah. Kind of be able to lay the land, check out the campus. I always love doing mm-hmm. that at college campuses anyway, but see if there's anybody, an old, old timer. Uh, his son still lives down there as a wrestling coach for the high school program in Baton Rouge that he's been with for uh, decades now. Just get a little more information, get some background on that. So it's a little selfish, too, but it's LSU at night. we got to include Bama because he'd be pissed yes. off if he yes, didn't he come. Would. Yes, he would. Because he's been trying to get this done for, for years. <laughs> oh, boy, that would be fun. Would be fun. Anyways. Will uh, it happen? It's, uh, I'm indefinite, maybe. All right. A definite Better maybe. than normal. Better than normal. Uh, we'll take our time out. We'll come back. Trent's plays of the day. Look forward to hearing those. You say you've got a lot of them. Yeah, we are deep into it here. Is the Drake game part? That's a big number. Is it still 10, Trent? There's a nine and a half out there. There's also some ten and a halfs out there. So shop around and find that best number. I didn't get there. Couldn't find it um, with my my statistical analysis coupled with my feel. Didn't quite get there. How about the Panthers at home against most states? That is part of it. Okay, Uh, Got something on that game. There's some good ones. We get the Iron Bowl for basketball tonight. Is that an early tip? Uh, it is six o'clock ESPN two. That will be a really charged yeah. up environment. In fact, I believe Norlander said he's going to be there when he joins us yesterday. He's going to cross he Auburn that. off. Yeah, he uh, did say this. You know, there's a game in the Big Ten tonight that normally and any other year except maybe this. I mean, Wisconsin and Michigan. Yeah, I mean, this game is. I'm going to find something else to do in the six o'clock window because that's the BTN game. That's the BTN game before the one I want to watch: Nebraska and Northwestern. Boy, Nebraska. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 
fun team to watch, Trent. They're entertaining. Yep. They're playing well. They are. They almost got Illinois. Mm-hmm. On the road. Mm-hmm. Had a chance to win it. It's one thing to beat Before the Drags, went to overtime. the Ohio States, right. and the Indianas, and the Iowa's of the Big Ten. It's another to do what they've been doing here recently. Yep. Northwestern, we know what they are at home. And what they did on the road last week against Purdue and taking that game to overtime. Those are two NCAA tournament teams. Maybe and not yet, high seeds. And Iowa throttled them on that Friday night. Just throttled them. Well, when you shoot like that, it's an easy game, right? Yeah. Uh, coming up on 1245, back to wrap things up. Trent's plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsored those. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3K. And West Des Moines. Um, kind of on a uh, different kind of note, uh, the two of the most polarizing athletes in, in our state, Caitlin Clark, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy. Yes. Uh, come to find out at the Super Bowl um, with all the media, etc. Caitlin Clark's brother, Blake, yeah. who played at Iowa State. Best holder in the country. Best holder in the country. Not self-proclaimed. I believe he got a trophy for that. He really did? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing. Um, anyways, Caitlin Clark's brother, Blake, is in Brock Purdy's wedding party. Ah. Purdy's getting married this summer. Uh-huh. So kind of <laughs> everything comes together, right? Uh, but I found that kind of, um, I don't know, just cool, I guess, lack of a better term. Yeah. Both polarizing. Um, and uh, both obviously doing very, very well in their respective sports. Uh, you've asked me to save you a whole bunch of time because you've got a whole bunch of games. The floor is yours. All right, here we go. Our picks of the day presented by Circus Sports. I've also been dabbling. Had a good week in golf last week. Did you? Yes. Put it on the positive side. And if we would have got 72 holes, could have. My uh. guy JT made a run. But hey, we'll take a top 10 and a top 20 as we laddered him last week. And uh, that paid out very well. Nine plays tonight. In college basketball, we kick things off with an early tip, 5.30. It is St. Louis. Saw them against Drake earlier this year. They stink. SLU, really good program. Mm -hmm. Not this year. Mm. They go to LaSalle. Not very good themselves. We're going to lay it, though, with LaSalle minus three and a half. I know this is a public play. I know everybody's doing it. I will as well. Give me Wisconsin minus five and a half against that just decrepit Michigan team. They are brutal. They are bad. Their coach is bad. They got a guy in McDaniel that, Doug, spelled D-U-G, that can't go to away games. What a weird circumstance. I mean, just so much going on there. Only five and a half, Wisconsin, coming off a loss, coming off a rough week. I think the Badgers bounce back. Uh, here's a good system play. Not a wee Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne. The Matadors. Okay. They're laying three and a half against Cleveland State. Take them all day long. Love that one. Good game in the Iron Bowl. Auburn is going to roll. They're going to run really? Alabama out of the gym. And Big what's number. the number? Five. We'll lay it with the, confidence. These are two top 20 teams. Not after this one. Okay. Auburn cruises. Bruce Pearl starting to like his team a little bit more. Okay. Uh, Western Kentucky getting 10.5 against La Tech. Just a number play. You and I's favorite by 4.5 against Missouri State. Wow. I don't get it. Absolutely just pitiful performance on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You got... 30 former members of UNI basketball in the building, and you don't show up. Mm-hmm. That was ugly. Give me most state who's won four straight plus four and a half. Creighton on the road has not exactly been a pretty thing this year. Take Providence, get two and a half uh, with the Friars in that one. Dunk City, uh, they're not Dunk City anymore. Florida Gulf Coast getting seven and a half against Eastern Kentucky. And we wrap it up late night tonight. UCLA, UCLA 
plus three and a half. Mick Cronin, a guy that doesn't like his team, like Bruce Earl, <laughs> yeah. is liking his team. Yeah. Uh, they're starting to play better, though. We'll grab the three and a half on the road at Stanford. All right, good stuff, Trent Condon. A couple of Valley games tonight, a couple of games in the Big Ten. The Big 12 is off tonight. Yeah. It's just weird. Pushed everything forward and maybe just given almost a mini-buy, if you will, maybe. for everybody. Something like that, trying to set the schedule up, get an extra day for everybody. Because of the gauntlet that is oh, the it's nuts, regulars. It? It's so much fun. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. That was a fun game to watch last night. Longhorn Network 677. That's probably the last time. Now, it's going away, right? Isn't it? Yes, I believe so. I think that's got to be part of the uh, part of the deal. Probably the last time I'll ever watch the Longhorn Network. Really wasn't sure I had it. <laughs> <laughs> still there, it's still there. Six seventy-seven. Uh, watching the game last night, I saw a lot of people trying to. Yeah, a lot of trick people listening to John and Eric last night. Right, bigger audience than normal. Absolutely, on that one. Good last for them because they do a nice job. And I know there were some sports bars. A couple reached out to us. Mm-hmm. We happily gave them a little plug. And a lot of um, a lot of folks. I'm guessing Cyclone fans made their. Um, I got in the car last night. Yes, good Tuesday and drove night to wherever they were headed to wherever their establishment is. And away we go. Houston, still your choice? Yeah, I think. But I mean, look, Iowa State's in every conversation. They're right there, right? Are they? Are they? Are they ahead of Kansas? Yeah, they are for me. Um, Baylor, Iowa State's my second Number choice. Number two, in my right? Power. Yeah, yeah. In my power numbers. Yeah, I think so. I put Kansas there just maybe out of force, out of habit. Iowa State right behind them. Anyways, get to Omaha. Wouldn't that be special? My God. Wouldn't that be great? Milwaukee's good. Chicago's good. Yeah, Omaha's cl- Omaha's closer. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Murph and Andy are five minutes away. We will sp- hear them at, from one to three. And then the drive with Heather and Sean, three to six. Hawk Central tonight at six. It's Miller and Condon weekdays, 11 to one, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.